We're going to start this morning by reciting a portion of Psalm 139 together. So join with me. <clears throat> you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my coming and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful, too lofty for me to attain. Amen. It's good to be back after missing a couple Sundays. It was nice for us to have the break, and also we missed the community and what it means to be together on Sunday morning. So it is lovely to see you all. Tom and my Christmas was people intensive. Um, it was loud and protracted. Our son Josh and his wife, who is pregnant on this side, and their little daughter Evie came um, on the 22nd and stayed with us. Tom's mother, who is wonderful and 86, drove here from Holland, Michigan alone and joined us on the morning of the 23rd. She's not in the picture because she's taking it. Um, and then on the 23rd um, in the afternoon, we had a big Christmas party with all of our kids and all of our grands, which was heavenly and loud and busy and wonderful. And then for the next few days, there was just a lot of traffic in and out of our home. Um, but by time everybody left our house, and by time um, the festivities came to an end, I was fairly exhausted, um, contented, but exhausted. And Tom and I had a date night that night, and Tom and I often pray on our date nights. I know, kind of sexy. Um, <laughs> but as I was praying, I had this feeling of, oh, I kind of remember you, Jesus, or um, I sort of, this sort of feels familiar to me, opening my heart in an intentional way to the divine. Like, this is kind of familiar. There was a freneticness around the holidays um, for me, and maybe for some of you as well, um, that can make even prayers feel like one more thing to check off on our to-do list. And so knowing about God stays intact. But knowing God, experiencing God, relating to God, touching God, talking to God in ways that are intentional and ways that take over our imagination can get pushed aside. So this morning, rather than talking about God alone, my hope is that we can all have an opportunity 
to encounter God. And we're going to do something that we do two or three times a year now um, at Sanctuary. We're going to engage during this time in a few simple practices as part of our service. And then at the end, during communion, we're also going to have um, an anointing with oil service. David, Tom, and I will be praying. So whether or not you want healing or a specific prayer or you just want blessing from God, we're going to have an anointing service as part of our communion. Um, and so we're going to engage in three different practices this morning. The first one will be a grief practice. The second one, a remembrance or a reminiscence practice. And the third one is a gratitude practice. The first and the last will be really short, and the, second, the middle one will be a little bit longer. Um, so uh, for number one, Probably most of us know that the holidays is um, or can be a mixed bag for many of us. The losses that we have experienced or are in the midst of experiencing can take center stage in our hearts. During the holidays, I uh, remember the first gathering that my family had after my sweet dad passed away. What I remember was we got to my mom's house and the table was set and no one knew where to sit. And no one wanted to sit in my dad's seat because we knew nobody could take his place. But then we wondered, would it always be empty? My dad was a formidable presence. He was large. He was loud, and he was a teddy bear. He was sweet. Mostly, my dad absolutely worshipped my children. My parents lived in Chicago, and uh, often we would find a halfway mark, which was usually Starve Rock, which is a national park, and we'd meet my parents there. This one particular time, our car broke down on I-80 as we were going to meet my parents, so we met in an I-80 truck stop, and they let us use to share the trucker's lounge uh, with the truckers, and so we did what we always did. My mom brought her famous tuna sandwiches. They always brought diet root beer pop, which my kids liked, I think, because we never had pop in our house. I thought it was disgusting because I don't like diet pop. Um, and my dad would bring a huge bag of pennies, and he would play blackjack with my kids for hours. And that's what they did, and my kids kept all the pennies afterwards, and they're like, Mom, we're so rich. And I'm like, you're not rich at all. <laughs> that is not a lot of money, but I'm glad you think it's a lot of money. And it was heavenly. It was glorious. And then, just like that, he wasn't there anymore, and it was like the air was sucked out of the room for all of us. Jesus says, blessed are those who mourn because it is in their mourning or grieving that they find comfort. We're going to take just a few moments this morning to reflect on our losses. And our losses could be human, it could be a pet, it could be a job or a relationship, it could be a disappointment, an illness, 
something you were hoping for that didn't happen, something you did not want to happen that did, whatever. You all know your own losses. So we're just going to take a few moments of silence, or relative silence in our room, um, to name our losses with God, to allow whatever feelings you might have come, if that should happen, and maybe in the stillness, find healing and find God. Um, and you'll also notice that we have two candle lighting stations in the back, one on each side of the doors. And you are welcome to at any time during this practice or any time during the morning at all to light a candle um, to symbolically mark um, your prayer or um, what it is your loss is, or as a prayer in whatever way you want. Um, and then we'll close in prayer. So we're just going to take a few moments of silence now um, as a grief practice for you to use however you would like. And we're going to pray Isaiah 6, 1 through 3 together. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord anointed me to bring good news to the humble. God has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim release to the captives and freedom to the prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland of, instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the cloak of grace instead of disheartened spirit. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that God may be glorified. Amen. Our second practice we're going to take a little bit more time with. We called it reminiscence or remembering. Um, and throughout the Torah, so the first books of the Bible, of the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible, God again and again invites the Israelites, the people of God, again and he says, again, he says, remember, remember how I've moved in your life with the idea being that it is so easy for us to forget God's goodness to us. Deuteronomy 4 says, Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. So our second practice, we're going to do that. We're going to remember, and you can do this one of three ways. So you can do this if you're alone, you will have more time, or choose to do it by yourself, I should say. Um, you will have the entire six minutes when I name the practice. Doing it as two people gives you three minutes, each person, and that's good. 
doing it as three people gives you two minutes and not ideal, but you're going to find that some of you are with threesomes and you don't want to break up. So if you're with a foursome, break up into two. If you see someone across the room and you want to walk to that person so that you're not alone and want to join them, you can. Um, so one, two, um, or three people to do this. Um, as I said, we'll have six minutes, and I will be saying, minute one, minute two. That's my job during this. I brought up my phone so I could be precise. I once had to do this for a, a scholarship meeting, and someone was doing something with a dissertation, and I, I was the timer. That was my one and only job. And I was trying to fake it because I knew I lost it, and the person knew I lost it, and it was a disaster. But I have my phone, and I'm not going to lose it. <laughs> Um, so this is what you're going to do with the, your time. Right now, as I'm speaking, think of a really joyful memory in your life. So it could be like what I shared with uh, going to meet my dad with my kids. It could be a sweet Christmas from when you were a kid or recently. It could be a poignant moment in nature where like, oh my gosh, I didn't think anything could be this beautiful. It could be a tender moment with a friend it does not matter what it is, but I just want you to think right now of what that memory is going to be. Um, and for the majority of the time that you have, so if you're doing it with one other person and you have three minutes, for say two and a half minutes, you're just fleshing out that memory and think of your five senses and you're saying it out loud to that person. So unless you're doing it singularly, unless you want to talk out loud, um, you're talking out loud to the per person or people you're with. And, and you're thinking your five senses, oh, I remember, oh, my Christmas was so lovely, I can remember the two or three um, kid gatherings throughout that time and them laughing and giggling. And I remember when the guys got together and played cards on the couch and our Christmas tree was so pretty. So you're thinking of your senses and you're describing it in as much detail as you can. That part makes sense, right? Okay, and then when you're, say, 30 seconds out, you can do one of two things, which I'm not sure how different they are. But the idea is to connect with Jesus. So you can scan that scene and you can say, ah, I perceive Jesus with uh, his arms around my two toddling one-year-old granddaughters who are hugging for the first time. Or, oh, I see Jesus smiling at me and saying, Adi, I love the things you love. But maybe you don't see Jesus. Maybe it's not that easy to close your eyes and see Jesus. But you know Jesus. And so maybe you'll say, I imagine this Jesus who I know to be good and to be eternal, to be looking at my children with the same love I have, or to be seeing this beautiful scene in the same way. I imagine Jesus saying to me, I love you. I'm with you in this. So, if you don't perceive something in some mystical way, you can just say, this is what I imagine Jesus doing, and that'll be your last 30 seconds. Okay, so everybody find your gatherings, or if you're alone, that is okay, but find your gatherings of one, two, or three people. If you have to move somewhere, you can. Okay, now, 
I'm going to time you. Stop talking for just a minute, okay? And unless you already started, which is great. Quickly decide who's going first, and I'm going to time you. And I'm just, it's you and your partner's job to figure out when to start talking about Jesus. You have to divide it by six minutes, by however many there are of you. And um, I'm just going to keep going with the minutes. But you've already started, so go now, first person. And we are at minute six. Amen. Did everybody have a chance to have a good memory? And did any of you see or perceive or imagine Jesus in your memories? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I was looking at you, Onyx and Jen, and I think you were the two who I saw cry during both practices. And I saw you <laughs> crying during the first, which is your own personal thing, but then I saw you laughing with tears during the second, so I thought, well, they're taking advantage of this. <laughs> Our third um, practice and final one um, will be short again, and it's a gratitude practice. So by now, we all understand the importance of gratitude, Harvard researchers claim that we are happier people if we practice gratitude. The Bible actually mentions gratitude and thanksgiving inviting us no less than 229 times um, into the practice. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Thessalonians, Rejoice always, pray continually, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will in Christ Jesus. And I, I don't read that as a, you got to work really hard to do that. I just think there is an invitation to us to find God, to remember God's goodness, to grieve with God, and to be grateful for God. Um, so we're just going to take a couple moments and we're going to essentially say, God, I am thankful for you doing this one internally. Again, you can name a lot of things or just one thing, flesh them out, however you want to do it. We'll sit with this for about a minute. I hope I appeared in some of your gratitude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, just before the holidays, someone who I love so much um, in this community discovered that they had a suspicious tumor and that they were going to need surgery. And everything worked out okay, but there were some really um, hard and scary moments and there was some real suffering because they're suffering in life, being with, praying with my friend in the hospital, I think was deeply meaningful for um, both of us. Somehow in this hospital room with little light, the windows were shuttered and couldn't be opened and overlooked a roof. Um, but in this vulnerable moment for my friend, the act of Praying together was magical, um, and it 
had a bit of the feeling of the heavens opening and God's pouring out God's blessing like Ruach, the spirit filling the room. I felt it and um, she felt it. And I wanted that moment for us this morning. So as we move into communion, as I said, in addition to communion, there will be an opportunity um, for anointing. And normally when we have an anointing service, we just choose a few people from the congregation um, and have them do it. But I sort of felt this morning, I just wanted it to be Tom and David and I. So um, once again, there are candle stations, candle lighting stations, feel free to light a candle if you want. Um, communion. Um, and if you would like to uh, receive blessing in the form of anointing of oil, we would be happy to do that as well. Um, so at this time, we'll transition to worship. The worship bank can come forward. Please stand with me as you're able. Let's take a moment in whatever way you want. Imagine Jesus just with you right now. Could be oh, Jesus standing next to me with Jesus' arm around me. Or, oh, Jesus grabbing my hand and saying, you're not alone. You kind of feel alone, but you're not alone. Or Jesus uh, saying, I completely see you and I completely love you. Let's take a moment and let Jesus' presence um, be with us. Jesus, you are here. You fill us with your very life. We thank you so much for staying true to your mission, even death on a cross. We bless you, oh God.